Welcome to the After Hour Sessions podcast. I'm your host, D-Rock, and I'm joined by a very special guest, someone who has really just been dominating the adult entertainment world for a while. You might have seen her in The Voyeur Next Door with Brazzers. She's really been someone who's been nominated for top awards from AVN and so many other groups. And she's also a fellow uh, podcaster. She's in the podcast family with her own Highest Fox podcast, so that's really cool. So <laughs> thank you. I am proud to have the amazing Alexis Fox on with us. Alexis, thanks so much for joining us. Oh my god, well thank you so much, D Rock, for having me on here. I really appreciate your thank you. I really appreciate it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No, I'm I'm excited and this um was supposed to be uh in October, but I had a family situation, so I'm just glad we were able to make this happen. So I really appreciate it. So I just have to just start off with, I guess, something that really jumped out to me is knowing that you used to be in the Air Force before you got into the adult industry. Like, that's really something else. Yeah, I was. I grew up in a small town, so and I wanted to get out of it. And uh, the Air Force was my just easy choice at that particular time because I always figured I can go to, you know, go to college or school. I didn't know, like, I didn't, wasn't sure what, where I was going to end up. And, um, but I just knew I wanted to get out of my small town. So I was like, yeah, okay, I'll join the Air Force. And I excelled in it. I did really well. I um, got awards, all kinds of stuff in it. And, and I got me out of my small town and it got me into college, which, you know, I ended up, you know, graduating with that into um univer- i ended up graduating for, from from uh, towson state university okay uh with a physiological psychology degree um and yeah so that's that's what it did i was a loadmaster in the air force oh I, awesome i consider my still yeah i'm still a loadmaster just a different type of load but um <laughs> <laughs> but uh <laughs> am, but you know a little different um yeah, and it was good. I grew up in the Air Force a little bit. It taught me a lot of work ethic, uh, how to set goals, um, discipline. You know, I wasn't sure. Like, all I knew, like I keep saying, like, all I knew is I wanted to leave my small town. I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do or college-wise or anything like that. And it did that for me, you know. Yeah. Um, I was stationed in North Dakota and D.C., not many very places. <laughs> it, it was it. No, and I, I kind of always like to ask people this because from knowing a lot of people who grew up in small towns, I'm, I know you're aware there's a lot of people who stay in that small town and, the, you know, then their kids and their grand, you know, the family stay. But I always wonder, like, what leads someone to kind of, like, break away from that and say, I want to see more? Like, what was it in you that made you say, I kind of want to go see what else this this world has to offer? I knew from a very early age I wanted to get out. Like, I couldn't tell you why it, like, you know, very young, like, very, very young why. Now, maybe after 12, it probably became even more obvious, but I also started taking LSD once in a while. So (laughs) I was just like, this is not everything. This is not just life. There's such a big world out there. And I was just, I could not wait to graduate high school to leave my small town. I felt, I literally, and I like, and this is not a dog on small towns. It's good. Like now I can respect a small town after I've been living in cities and doing different things. Now I'm like, ah, shit, let me move to Pahrump where there's nobody for neighbors, you know what I mean? Right. So your choices change. And I just I just knew that there was so much more out there that I wanted to do and be and I wanted to see. And, you know, that now has learned, you know, now I travel. Now I travel the world and I see a lot of things with that and I experience cultures. And that's kind of like always driven me. Like I just want to experience, I just want to have experiences all my life. Like I want to have all these great beautiful things uh which includes all the the hard times and the hardships they always end up beautiful you know um i just want to i just always had that drive and you know like probably hindsight now maybe the lsd did help a little bit (laughs) i bet it did i bet it did you see a hell of a lot more and you know that there's more to see out there than what just meets the eye But, but um yeah that was just my driving force it wasn't you know i just i felt like i was going to suffocate 
mm-hmm. if I stayed in my small town. I felt like I would just really have a miserable life. And again, I don't mean that as a dog for throws that right. in a small town, because now, like I say, I would like now I hear the sirens and I'm like, I really want to be in a small town. <laughs> I really want to be on a farm away from people. So like, you know, choice, you know, your time, you know, things change. But I, you know, I just I needed that time for growth. That for me, that's just who I am. A lone wolf, you know, that person that's always on an adventure and has high energy and just, you know, I love it. I love traveling. I love going around and learning new things and experiencing new cultures. And yeah, I love it. Okay. Now, and that's awesome. And I, cause I totally agree. Like it's not a knock on small town, but you need to, once you go out like and see the world, then you kind of, it's totally different where like you choose to like, want to kind of go back to a small town, but you've seen things, you know, then like always kind of staying and no knock against it, but always staying in that, shelter and never venturing out yeah i mean i really stuck my foot in my this is like i think was i still in the military at the time or afterwards or maybe i was in miami i don't remember it was years and years ago and i stuck my foot in my mouth because i luckily just met up with my you know my high school best friend who stayed in the small town and works in the small town and families in the small town and and i was just like i don't understand it like i don't understand why you why you would want to stay here like and, and she you know it hurt her feelings when i said that and so i really want to make that expression like it's definitely not a knock or anything i just personally didn't understand her reason i didn't understand because i didn't have her reasoning right. i just knew mine once she explained it to me and then i was like oh okay <laughs> i can get that but it's like you know i was a dumbass and was ignorant and i had to you know you learn. <laughs> no, yeah, and I think you learn. I think that. that's interesting because it's that great. I always tell people, you know, when someone does something different, you know, we we want to say, oh, like, well, you're you're different to me, but then, hey, like, you're different to that person too. So everyone, everyone's wiring and how they are is it's different, oh, yeah. and that's what makes it interesting. Yeah, that's what makes it interesting. And now, and it also creates better conversations when you have an open mind and are willing to like listen. That's why I love going to different countries and experiencing different cultures because you learn so much about the culture and you also learn a lot about yourself. You know, and throughout the whole, especially if you travel alone. Yes. I like to travel solo just because I like to have that. I don't get a lot, I do not get a lot of alone time. So I, I, imagine, I yeah. really, yeah, I do. I mean, you know, I have my business partner. We're talking, you know, a lot, like every day. I, I'm either on set. I am either shooting content. I am trying to, you know, be social and see friends. You know, it's, it's a lot. So when I do travel, I try to travel by myself to give myself that time where the conversation isn't driven by other people's thoughts or feelings, but the conversation is driven within myself. And, you know, and just, you know, be open to experiences and, you know, fall down and laugh or do whatever. Like, I remember, like, a really special moment was when I was, like, completely lost on a mountainside or somewhere and coming from Montezuma, going back up to to Tamarindo Mm. in Costa Rica. And I went down some road and I was, like, going through rivers. And I was like, I'm so going to get stuck out here. No cell service. And like, there's a cow that's like, we're just following me along. <laughs> and I just, you know, I, I have some reggaeton CD that one of the hosts from the Airbnb gave to me. And oh my God, I just started laughing and crying. Like it was just, it was a fucking great time. And it was a very magical moment. Like you don't have those moments like on an everyday basis. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. When Absolutely. It's, 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 you know, when you have those moments, it's like, then you got to stop and really take time to, Take it in, I mean, so that you can bring yourself to those moments at any given time. No, that's um, just you know when you're like when you get those like if you have like obviously I can't go to Costa Rica and have that experience ever again. So, but I wanna I can bring myself to that experience in my house when I'm by myself and I just wanna breathe that part in. It's kind of nice. Is so no, and you, and you know who knows you know if that you know the experience would have been completely changed and altered if it was with somebody else. For sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, who is there a place like a, a favorite place you've you've like you've traveled to and visited? Probably, yeah, well, Costa Rica is one of them for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I go there about twice a year. Um, oh, wow. I went there twice in June. Yeah, I went there twice in June actually this year. Um, last year I went 
twice. Um, I think we're doing like was one. I don't remember last year. Yeah. Maybe I only went once. No one wants year. to remember last year. <laughs> I, I I actually traveled. I went to Mexico quite a few times and stuff like that. And no one else was traveling, so no, yeah. Was quite nice. <laughs> it was like I was. How many times have you ever seen the beach empty in Tulum? I went to Tulum in July of 2020. I was literally on the beach by myself. Really? Wow. I could look I'm like that never happens, especially like certain times of the year. It does it? It's just a very. I, I know it must thing. be it's awesome. A very popular place. Yeah, I was, like, was going to say. I know it must be really cool, but is that kind of like an eerie feeling in a way too? Like, uh, no, not so much Tulum. The only time I ever felt like a really eerie feeling is the very first time I went to Costa Rica. It was um, a lot less populated. It was many, many years ago, and I went down there, and I was going down to Puerto Vallarta, Viejo. And um, and I was driving, and that was like before they even had roads going all the way down. So mm. literally, like you're driving on it, you end up driving on a dirt road. You just pull off to any beach because you can, and you can literally drive your little four by four up there. And I got out, and I like just that beach was so quiet and so like still, and it was just like. I should really leave. <laughs> like, that was just like a really surreal moment. Like, you know, like nothing was moving and it, it was just really still out. It was kind of dusk out and just quiet. Yeah, that was a little bit more quiet. And there was also, like I said, like Tulum, you could literally turn around and right there's your, your hotel or resort. But on the beach, you're like by yourself. Does right. that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. There, you've got nothing around you like where i stopped off there was no hotels there was no houses it you know like like you're more i was more worried I was like man it could be an animal that comes up at the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that's what i'd be thinking snatch me up and nobody know or a fucking huge wave could have come in and snatch me in and you know who's gonna fucking know about it because of course you know that's just <laughs> Yeah, just it. But the way, great thing about it too is that you know I carry my when I travel like that I carry my hammock with me and you just throw your hammock up and you take a little nap and you know that sounds hang beautiful. out stare at surfers. <laughs> now, do you surf? I went surfing um, <laughs> in Tamarine, yeah, in Costa Rica. I learned I, I took lessons in in Costa Rica how to surf. That's really cool. Um, yeah, I can see myself living in Costa Rica very soon. Just like having a spot there, or at least developing a spot there over over a period of time. That's the plan. No, for sure. Now, yeah, and my favorite place in the U.S. to travel to is Kauai, and Kauai in Costa Rica, as far as their weather and their uh, just kind of how it is. Although Kauai has nothing on it that will kill you, like no spiders, no ants, no snakes, nothing that's going to kill you, right? Right. Now in Costa Rica. Yeah, she will kill you there. Like, you, you don't want to put your hand down on anything. Like, don't lean against the fucking tree. There could be a bullet ant, which will make you feel like you got shot for a good, four, I think it's 24, 48 hours. I don't remember. But who wants to feel that way for any amount of time? Yeah. Just big shit, big spiders. It was like, I remember when I went to permaculture school down there. And at night, I'd be like, I would go get ice cream, my favorite ice cream shop there. And... I would come back and like this this spider. It was huge and beautiful, great print. I would I don't know. I only got so close to it, but every night it would build a web, mm-hmm. and every morning it would be gone. Really, isn't that amazing? That really yeah. Is. And it would be it would be an elaborate fucking huge net. I'm like, what are a what are you catching in there? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you know, That's what I'm thinking. What small animal are you catching? <laughs> I want to know. Or bird. I don't know. What the fuck? I don't know. I don't think it was that carnivorous. But, like, um, it definitely was catching. But every every night and every, and in the same spot. In the same spot. Every every morning, every night. And then waking Pretty up wild. and it's gone. That's that's amazing, though. That's Those are the things that a lot of times we kind of get caught up in day-to-day hustle. We don't We don't just stop and look at nature. And no, it's beauty. And that's usually like when I do travel, I'm usually going out in nature. I'm going to spend time either hiking or, you know, getting a fishing trip or, you know, something I went, I went shark diving in Cabo. No, no cage, just literally out swimming with the sharks, um, which was badass. Um, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a fear of the ocean because it's so fucking vast and it's like a life force. I mean, that shit can take your life. It could give you life in a matter of a drop. Right. 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 
Uh, and so when you're like, you go all the way, all the way out in the Pacific on a boat, it's blue, 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 deep blue water. It's gorgeous. They throw chum in, they throw a line in and they say, kind of stay behind that line. Of course, what do you end up doing? You end up kind of floating and just being completely memorized by these majestic ant like sharks. They're just, they're just fucking amazing. Right. Right. Coming right up to you. They're like, it's just, it's wild. It's just so wild. And, um, that was a really beautiful experience. So now with that, is there any kind of, I mean, I know like they're, they are beautiful, like creatures, but still like when you're up, come sharks coming up to you and is there, just any kind of like anxiety in you or is it just like adrenaline kind of at that point? I just got, I just get, I don't know. Maybe I'm weird. I just get really calm. No. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. I just get really calm because the best thing you do is be really calm. Right. The more right. calm you are. Cause any, cause I mean, these, these animals, they, they can understand vibration. They can understand your heartbeat. They can, you know, like they feel and hear that. That's why they've dominated since dinosaurs, you know, right. <laughs> you know, I know whatever. For sure. You know, so the calmer you can be in any of those situations, you're putting off a, you know, and I just, you know, you just have a vibe, you know, animals pick up on that stuff or, or any nature picks up on that and mammals, fishes, whatever, they just pick up on that. And, um, you know, I just got, or I don't know, I just, I just got really calm. I listened to the instructions of where to put my hands. If they get close, you can bop them in the nose and the move. I'm like, I'm not bopping shit. But yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna, like, I'm just going to look like a big fish like that fish. Like, I did reach out. I did, I was able to touch a tail, you know, of a, and they were silky sharks. So I, I, they weren't like, you know, super aggressive and they're also being fed. So they're not really interested in like, but they're curious. They're like dogs, to be honest. That's the way and, it sounds, kind of, yeah. And, you know, there, there's other, like, professional freedivers that are with you that are also watching. Like, I went out, I, I actually hired a private tour just because I wanted, I didn't want to share that really, like, I wanted to make sure I was super safe and didn't want to share that experience with very, you know, strangers. And it was fucking phenomenal, to be honest. And, and it's something I will definitely do again. I would like to do it during whale season, which is which is actually coming up, and Cabo's close, so that's like a weekend trip. Okay. Um, but it's definitely definitely worth doing, and I definitely liked it more than having a cage. I think like I think all that can set off an animal, you know, like it's just like dogs on leashes; they become very territorial and all that type of stuff. So, right. I mean, not saying that we would go swimming, like you know, in certain. Uh, what is it certain waters near australia with some of those sharks i wouldn't dare oh no no like that <laughs> no, great barrier dare, reef you know like, thing, i wouldn't yeah. even want to be but like we, you know obviously they have a tour company they've been doing this so i felt safe okay yeah. no that's so i guess i gotta just shifting gears a little bit how does someone who you know coming from a small town but then going to the air force and you know, you said great experience, got all that discipline. How did you kind of find the, 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 the porn industry? Were you kind of always curious or was it kind of like a, like a just happenstance for you? Kind of both in a sense of, okay. So I was working like normal, you know, stupid corporate jobs, all this stuff. And I hauled off and quit everything and, um, took a break and had to kind of sort my shit out, sort my life out. Mm learn where my happiness was going to come from, which is me. Right? right. And so I just did a lot of work and I needed to eventually get a job and I answered a Craigslist ad and okay. the Craigslist ad was for dancing bear. Now I've seen dancing bear. So not that I've had experience doing any porn or anything like that, but like I, I was a porn watcher. I have been to Amsterdam. I love watching live sex. I'm just a free spirit. I'm like, fuck yeah, everybody should fuck whoever they want. Like, right. whatever. Of, of course, like, with the boundaries. But, um, but you know, like, I was just, like, really into it. I used to party with the New York club kids in high school, which, like, I've seen men fuck men, like, growing up. Like, it was just, like, or whatever. Like, it was just everybody fucking each other. Like, I just yeah. kind of grew up with that very open experience. So for me to be an extra, like where I thought, you know, it was just 
signing up to be an extra, which is just in the background of a porn scene, I end up being a main because they were going through like this laundry list, how to make more money. Okay. And they were like going to blow job that day. And I was, and they like did this and they said this and they said this. And I was like, yeah, fuck, I can do that. And they got to blow job and I was like, you can make that. I just, my arm just went up. I just said, yes. I didn't think about it. I wasn't sitting there. Cause uh, by this time I'm older. I wasn't thinking about what my parents going to think. Who gives a fuck? Like I'm right. an adult. Like Absolutely. I'm not like leaving <laughs> my parents' house at like whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm not <laughs> living with them. Like, I don't know why people ask me that. Well, what did your parents think? Uh, you know, I went in when I was in my thirties, right? Like right, I wasn't right. asking my parents permission to do shit at that time. In fact, I don't think I ever really asked my parents to do shit. I just kind of did it and took the consequences. Yeah. Yeah. I, I owned up to them, but like, I definitely took the consequences. <laughs> um, definitely. I was definitely that person growing up. Um, so yeah, I just said yes to the opportunity and then my, the only time my heart really started pounding is like when it was like, oh shit, it is really my turn. I really got to suck dick now. I got to suck dick on camera. I wasn't even worried about the camera. All I didn't want to do, I didn't want to do a bad blowjob where it took him 15 minutes to come. I was like, I'm going to make this guy's dick come within like five minutes or less. Like we're going to, this is going to be just fucking out there. And I did that and I just fucking did a great job. And I just did a performance and fucking gagged and did all the shit I was supposed to do and made it worth it while where I got booked, you know, my next gig was very next day. And that was kind of rare for bang bros because it's all based on reality porn. So mm -hmm. that was, you know, usually if you did, if you did dancing there, you weren't doing anything reality based until, you know, a couple of months back with that same production company. And here they were booking me with the boy girl scene like right away. Wow. So, so yeah. And I was like, Oh shit, I really got to keep up a name now. So that's how that all transferred. So yes, I kind of fell into it. And, I, if you would have asked me, fuck, if you would have even asked me five years ago, if I, well, that would be five years ago. It was a little different, but like, I just never knew that it would, like, I would, like, this, this career was so amazing. And that it, from that blow job would lead me to being so happy and, and really having like, the, and I guess where the happiness really stems, it's not just that I, oh, I make money and all that, like, fuck, mm -hmm. we all, like, there's people who make a hell of a lot more money than me and that are completely miserable fucks. So it's not that, but what makes me the happiest is that for the first time versus, you know, working the nine to five and working for other people's other, you know, working for other people's dreams is that I actually had control of how I spent my time, mm -hmm. you know, how my time was allotted. Okay. Um, I worked. You know, you start working when you want to work or need to work or whatever. And at first, man, you're, you're hungry, man. You just fucking work. Right. And you're building a brand. And then all of a sudden, it became like, oh, fuck, I'm building a brand. What? This is now becoming a career. Like, it just, like, it just started, like, maybe I was kind of, yeah. I was just like, oh, shit, this is, like, really fucking happening. And then I was contracted. Before I knew it, I was contracted with Bang Bros and drove the Bang Bus and got really recognizable by there and... And I got into camming, so I kind of took a break from shooting and got really into camming, which made me do, uh, and then I realized like, oh, I can make a lot of money this way too. And I can, you know, put myself through different schools and do other things. And then I was like, oh, I can take this money and invest it in other educations or invest my money in ways for it to work for me and which will buy me more time to do travel and like all these, that's how my mind was working. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, for sure. That, that and independence. It, it just now, now I'm like, I'm not like, I don't really use the word porn star. It's, you know, usually fans do, you know, like I don't mind fans either, but or adult entertainment. I'm, I, it's, that's a small sliver of everything else I get to do now. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like, and it, and it really is this industry that allowed me to do that. It got me healthier because after you see yourself on camera, I was like really skinny and I was like, oh shit, let me, let me gain some weight and da 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 and get, let me start working out. Let me start eating healthier. So I just, it just made me a much healthier person. Okay. All around. Now, first, I, cause that's really, there's a lot to really take from the first is how, how long of a time frame from when you were working those corporate jobs and you were kind of like, Hey, I, you stopped and were like, I got to find what makes me happy to when you went mm -hmm. to that first shoot. Like how long would you say, how much time? A little passed? less than a year. Okay. A little less than a year. 
Okay. But I also I also did my own like kind of like you know inner work and and was, you know yeah like working on like okay I you know I'm responsible for my own happiness I'm responsible for all the choices that I make every single day, you know when I lay down I have to own those choices and and stop not worry about the next day or this thing and not spend that energy worrying but take that energy and be productive and create. I realize how much I'm more of an artist than a creator than I am working under somebody else's beck and call. I hate that atmosphere. And when you hate that type of that, like I realized how much I hated that nine to five bullshit, which again, I'm not knocking it because we obviously need people that love it. And I'm right. grateful for those people that love it. And I understand it provides security and this, this and that and the other. Um, but for me, I don't thrive in that situation. And I knew I wasn't going to thrive in that situation because you could be, I'm like, you know, you can't wait to happy hour and you're spending your time this way and that way and we're, versus being, versus pursuing different things. So once I quit all of it and was able to then really work through all my bullshit and work through other things, which I, we all continue to work on it all our lives but really work through you know what was going to make me happy and who was really responsible which is me um life just changed and i just like the doors just opened up okay no that's and that's awesome because it's i think a battle a lot of people have and i think over the past 18 19 months of this pandemic a lot of people are kind of sitting down with themselves and kind of you know they they were kind of forced to do it because a lot of quarantine time but really asking like where's my life going and i need to kind of do what you did which is take that pause and go like what's a situation that i can thrive in and also try hopefully i'm hoping people can kind of also do that part that you said which is that accountability for their actions like realizing i am accountable for my happiness or i am i think some people have i think some people did take that route and some people think i think it made i think it, it just I don't think it, it. I don't think they improved on anything. Yeah. Which is like normal. I mean, that's just that's life. That's life. Like not yeah. everybody's going to go down the same path. Not everybody's going to take this opportunity to be like, oh shit, let me rearrange this. I, I, you know, like I don't. You know, I just I was like, okay, so all right, so we're not shooting, but I can still do solo content. I mean, let me amp it up. Let me amp it up. I mean, let's see what else I can work on. What else can I do via internet and via like whatever? You know. But, you know, there's just people that are that are going to do that. And there's people that are going to be like, fuck, I don't know. What do I do now? Or maybe it's always hard to say, you know, I don't I can't speak for what other people's thoughts are. Right. Now, I guess the uh, other thing that I was wondering is when you're when you're going to um, that first time, that first shoot and you're going to give that blowjob. Like, mm-hmm. do you talk to that other performer or is it like, like, how do you kind of, cause you said that the only thing you were worried about was you didn't want it to take so long. Like what kind of helped you to like, make, like, make sure you gave like a great, great blowjob. Well, I, I just been told I get great blowjobs. <laughs> so helps, yeah. I had that confidence. I mean, fuck it. You know, I've been, been told that. So I was like, okay, well, I got a little confidence there. And no, I didn't know who I was sucking on that day. And they had a bear head on. All I knew was a dick. And I was like, okay, here it comes. And I just sucked the fuck out of it and gagged on it and did all the tricks. And uh, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, it's the, it's the uh, wrist twist and job slash blow job that always seems to do the trick. <laughs> right. So that's why I kind of wonder sometimes because I guess just even in performance or personal how much of it, because you always, you know, don't get me wrong, like, and I, you know it from experience, like, communication is key, so it's like, how mm-hmm. much of it is that communication, or how much is it just, you just, you get that confidence, you just know what you know? Well, this is the thing, first of all, the male performers are professionals, so they're going to get in their head, they're going to start doing the thing, they don't, you know, and start working, because, you know, they're going to start working that image, or whatever in their head, they're going to be looking maybe concentrating on whatever it is. So they're going to come. That's their job. You know what I mean? Right. Like no one gets paid unless, you know, unless the money shot happens. That's why it's called the money shot. True. So they're going to do that regardless of my fucking technique. It just may take longer or not. 
I was just like, and that, you know, on the first of the cuff, like, I'm just going by like, whatever the fuck I do <laughs> and amp it up by 10, a hundred percent. You know, I'm not just gagging and spitting on dick left and right in my personal life. Sometimes I get into it, but sometimes I'm maybe not. Maybe I'll look at like a lollipop. Who fucking knows? Right. But <laughs> so <laughs> that's so awesome. sex is a little different than like maybe what you're doing at home. You know what I mean? And, right. Uh, and, and stuff like that. Not saying that you don't enjoy it. Like I definitely enjoy like obviously everything I do. Otherwise, I don't do it. And that's right. the thing too. I don't accept jobs that I'm just not going to enjoy it. In a sense, like if it's gonna make me uncomfortable or something like that, I'm like, no, I'm not gonna do it. And I've always been that way. No, that's awesome. And do you think that was a, a, I guess, a helpful like advantage for you, like some being someone who, before you joined that industry, like you had watched, so you kind of knew like what you liked watching, or did that kind of help you when you got into it, or did you kind of figure out what you liked doing on camera by like trial and error? Well, I mean, I grew up watching, you know, not grow up, I shouldn't say that, but, um, you know, when you get in, you know, you get a certain age and you're like, oh man, let's find a porn collection, like whatever age that fucking is, you know, you, know, right. you start looking, you're like figuring, because your body's changing, you're like, why am I suddenly wet? Or maybe you got suddenly hard, you know, like, why, why <laughs> right. is my body doing this shit? Right. <clears throat> Give me one moment. Sure, no problem. <clears throat> I was like, I think I swallowed my own water. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, take your time. <laughs> or, or, or I took a breath when I was drinking water. I apologize. <clears throat> so where was I? Oh, what, talking about like the, the porn, talk about the porn collection you were watching, kind of like. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, gosh, I mean, like Amber and Ginger Lynn, like I barely remembered what I watched and saw back then. So all I kind of do is, is basically, you know, you know, you got to figure out your own body and what, what you like. And, you know, and, and, and things like that. Like, I don't know if that really comes from watching or developing your own tastes. Okay. Because if you're doing things that you like, you're going to be able to go further in that. You know what I mean? And then trial, and don't be afraid to, you know, kind of try new things. I mean, you're in the safest, like, for me, it was always the safe. Like, I'm, I'm, I always feel safe on set. You know, I don't know. Oh, so, okay. Now, is that, was that natural or does it like does like the director and your like, co-stars kind of help to create a safe atmosphere or how much is that just you a confidence in yourself i think it's all of that i think it's like you know like i'm contracted with brothers mm -hmm. and i love their sets like i always like they create a very safe environment great um but i also come in there you know and how you present yourself you know and how you conduct and, and, and your, you know, how you conduct yourself. It's going to, either you're going to keep you safe or, or whatever. Like, you know, there, it goes kind of both, like, like there's the whole atmosphere can make a safe environment. Right. No, absolutely. So what I mean, you... if I went in there, like not being safe, like I, I, like, I don't know. I don't do drugs. So I don't, <laughs> I mean, right. it's my weed. Don't get me wrong. No, I but... got you. I don't really consider that a drug, but no, no. Um, so we can't really like I don't do those things. I don't know, like I give an example, but like, like you know, you just want to keep your safe, and and you go in there, and you know, with the right attitude and stuff like that, it's just going to keep the whole place safe. So, you know, why not try like new? You know, like DP was new for me. I never did that before, and I did that on set because I felt safe. Because I'm working with professionals; they do DPs all the time. They're not there to. They're not going to be dumb and hurt me. You know what I mean? That's mm -hmm. kind of what I mean by it right right they're gonna help me become a better performer because they have already done it so many times like they're like oh, okay just relax we're gonna hold you here do that blah 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 i'm like oh okay cool i don't do anal my personal because i don't really have a boyfriend to do anal with right <laughs> i'm single um so you know anal always feels like a new experience for me on set but i always know that i'm working with a professional so i don't have anything to worry about it's like somebody it's not gonna be someone back there fumbling around I've been on those experience personally, and that's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? Is that like, so when someone is like fumbling around, is it like, do you just kind of say like, what are you doing? Or is it really awkward? Like, like, how do you kind of like, well, like that? I said, that's only really happened in my personal life. And I'm very blunt also. I'm just like, I can't deal with that. I've even getting professional dick. I mean, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Bro? You need help with that? Like. That's can you not uh, no. <laughs> well, that's actually, no, I'm, not, I'm not rude about it. No, but that's but I'm honest about it. 
Yeah, well, that's a, you kind of wonder, like, is that, is there, like, a hard trans, is it hard to transition, like, when you have, like, professional, and then in your personal life, who's someone, even, like, you know, you vibe with, they're cool, you're attracted to them personality-wise and physically, but, you know, they're not, they're not, let's, I'm not saying that they're bad, but they're not a professional. Like, is that kind of a hard transition for you? Yeah, we went between like civilian sex and professional. Yeah, when someone isn't a so like they might fumble around a little bit, or it's not as. No, I mean that's not that's not a deterrent or anything like that. No, I mean I don't expect perfection or anything. Right. But don't be trying to do shit that you've never done before only just because I'm a porn star. True. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Oh, you know, like don't ask me to be on reverse cowl girl. Come on. That is for camera angle. Leave me alone. (laughs) Is there is there a third person here? Because that's the only time that ever makes sense to me. Okay. No? All right, we're not doing that. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like this is a third person. I think my sister at the same time. Okay, I don't mind being in an awkward position because I want to face you. Like in my personal life, I wanna look at you, I want you to look at me, I wanna have eye contact in a different way, like which we do have on set, but I mean, reverse cowgirl, I think is the most non-connective sexual position that's out there. So, you know what I mean? Like you're mm-hmm. not really, like it, with, with doggy, it's different. Like you can look back there, you can pull your hair. It's just a different, it's a different atmosphere. Um, I, that's at least for me, that's my personal, whatever, you know, like I can't speak for other people, but um, yeah. Yeah, just don't be trying to, like, then it just seems weird. Like, are you trying to make me work right now? Like, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, be Oh, for work? sure. <laughs> and I also, like, uh, you know, I don't know, intimacy is a little different for me in personal life versus set life. I'm not performing for a camera. I don't have to worry about camera angles. We can get ugly and messy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can roll our faces on each other, fuck makeup. <laughs> yeah, that's the awesome part. I want to, you know, I want, like, you don't have to be re- like reaching up so that people can see this or that and the other. You can be close to me in my intimate life, you know. So I keep those two things that are kind of very separate, to be honest. Yeah, I, okay, then that's and it's great. I'm, I appreciate you sharing because I to kind of hear that that contrast because I think a lot of times not making it right. I think I could see people like guys, whoever thinking that they have to do that if they were with someone who was in that you know adult entertainment industry they have to kind of do those things and then they kind of get in deep water because they don't know that world they don't know what they're doing but they think Mm -hmm. that's what they have to do to like quote unquote impress and that's really the wrong way to go about it sometimes like missionary is so nice right (laughs) in a bed (laughs) give me a bed and do me missionary damn it (laughs) (laughs) oh my god so yeah, I have my ass went, you know, in the way into the room. Like, let's do this. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, I think that's the thing. Guys probably overthink it. And really, mm-hmm. it's sometimes it's just simple. Being simple. It really is. But also, women overthink things too. Like, mm-hmm. for instance, I have some women friends that are like, you know, teach me how to make, you know, take erotic photos for my boyfriend or husband or something like that. Because I try it and they never turn out like yours or this, that, and the other. Um, and, 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 you know, they're looking for like, or they can like their hair or they like this, or they feel like they have to go all out of this way with makeup. And I, I always tell them, I this is advice, ladies, listen up. Mm-hmm. Men are not even giving a shit about anything that you're worrying about in that photo. Trust me. They don't give a fuck if you're wearing makeup. They don't give a fuck if you got your hair brushed. They're looking at your pussy. They're looking at your tits. They love you anyway. And that's why they're there. They don't care. Stop caring about that so much. Just love your fucking self and let that confidence show through. And that's what they're going to be turned on about. That's true. Because I know guys like myself and so many, I mean, everybody is different. But it's like, and obviously right. if, a, if a lady, like when women want to put it on just for themselves, that's awesome. Because, you know, that's mm-hmm. where, that's what it starts with. And I'm like, not saying not to dress up for your man and stuff like that. I'm not trying to say that. But don't stress over the, some of those details. Like, yeah. No, because when I talk to a lot of my female friends, they they are surprised when I tell them, like, yeah, yeah, they're we're not thinking about that. Like, we don't really care about like that. It's like sometimes it's just, hey, if you you're rocking like a nice pair of leggings and something like, hey, boom, mm-hmm. that's all it takes. And then the guy's like, 
that's all you need. You know, it's simple some sometimes. Some boobies sent to you via text. Hey, honey, thinking about you. Just some fucking nice titties up on that. Ooh, a little nipple shot. Mm-hmm. Pretty smile. That's all it takes. Hey, I'm just thinking of you. I mean, that's cute. Get the thing started. <laughs> you know? No, absolutely. All that counts, I'm telling you. Like, communication is definitely key. Like, definitely talk, talk to your partners about sex. Talk to about, like, talk to each other about what, what your turn-ons are and what makes you feel good and, and and of course you know do it in like an open-hearted in a in an open-hearted way where you can be really receptive to like listening and also be honest if you're if you don't want to do it like you can be that way too for sure but at least be open and honest about what you're going to be okay and comfortable with and not push each other and like oh well, i'm you know this or that or the other but be open to it no absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. Now, is there a favorite type of scene that you like to 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 be in? Well, my favorite ones are the ones that I've written. Okay. <laughs> or had some part of the process in the writing or the production of it, like The Voyeur Next Door, right. Unbound. I've done a few other ones. Um, it's like, oh, wow, that was like, that was me. Like, holy shit, we did that. You know what I mean? It was just like really cool. Um, Especially when it comes, you know, it gets all put together and it comes out really, really nice. And like, oh my god, like the my like a, the the orgy scene in Unbound. Oh my god, right. it was so awesome. It was so good. Like we just kept going and having so much fun. The director was like, "You can stop any time now." But that's what happens when you get all these great, you know, professional, uh, amazing human being performers. You know. We end up having a lot of fun and enjoying our job, enjoying what we do, and that comes off. And that's what, you know, that's what we're, that's what it's all about. I'm having so much fun, like, actually doing, I'm probably having more fun now doing my scenes than probably when I first started. But there comes, like, obviously that's, you know, the wisdom and the knowledge and and the practice and the confidence building. And, you know, obviously because of all the scenes I did that all brought me here. So. Do you think that, like i know for you like you're a creative type but how much how much do you think like better not because i know there's people like directors who maybe never did porn but not that they don't have a place in porn like it could still bring but how much better would it be if like the performers are kind of those who are are always like not always but what more more than what we have like writing and kind of like directing or producing the scenes like like yourself Oh, I think there's um, performers reaching out more like that now. And plus, with the with OnlyFans and these other sites, true, Loyal Fans, true. all these things that we all have, we are our own content creators. So we're creating it now all ourselves. And so we're hiring camera crews. We're hiring this, that, the other. Some, you know, sometimes I hire the male talent. You know, I give them, you know, some male talent an option to we can either do content trade or I pay you the rate, depending. And um, same, you know, female talent. I give them that option because sometimes people want to be paid and some people want to do content trade. I don't give a shit. Whatever people want to do. Right. Um, I'm just very fair like that, um, or I think it's fair. Um, and so, like, we create, sometimes it's just simple, like, I like to do a simple tease and gonzo. And then there's other times where I'm like, okay, because I know I'll get a lot of requests for this type of genre or that type of genre where, oh, okay, so it's my neighbor or I'm a doctor or blah, 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 blah. I need to do a little bit more of a, um, a thing like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, really now we are really writing our own shit a lot of times. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Now, is there... I love the writing aspect. I was going to say, so you do like, okay, was that, was that ever like an adjustment? Or like, uh, not, like, I know it was an adjustment, like a big adjustment or was that kind of like a natural thing for you? Like, it just kind of happens. It just, it just something started to flow. I used to write in journals all the time and this, that, I have a very big imagination. Okay. So it's just putting my imagination and putting it on paper, which is crazy. And it's super detailed. Like, I don't know if you've ever read the book, American Psycho, fucking awesome movie, by the way. And I totally like, ugh. I've seen oh, the movie. Right. I never read the book, though. Oh, Christian Bale! I would fuck him so hard. Oh my god! <laughs> he, I mean, he's an incredible performer. I mean, because the guy you see in American Psycho and then 
he's Bruce Wayne. So anyway, if you read the book itself versus just watch, if you read the book, it's very detailed out. And I kind of, that's kind of like how I, I like to, because basically my thoughts are like, I got to put all these things, like I'm very detailed in my imagination. So I got to put it out somehow on paper down to like, you know, where I'll even like put uh, camera ideas in it. I'll, the, the clothing, the time period, I'll put examples of what something should look like, the house, the, the what the room, the characteristics of the characters within it, my, um, or like character profiles, I'll put like who I think would best be the role fitting um, people in those roles, best fitting people for those roles, seeing everything like just like what the table would look like, what what kind of would be on the on the on the table for breakfast, for instance, if we were doing a breakfast type of thing, or like I love doing all that super detailed stuff. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, like you know, make up the scenario. Like I just like, I really enjoy it. I don't know. Just have my mind have you written for other like performers, like like, and not started it? Like, has that happened? I um not yet, but that's always like I always like whenever I do propose something, I'm like you know I I'm not proposing this because I think I'm the best fitting person for it. Like if there's you know I would I'd like to start doing that more often. And say here's a script, here's here's everything for so and so. Yeah, you know that's always the progression. I mean I. I like I love this industry, so whether you know, you know, maybe eventually I will be shooting and doing things. Who knows? Who knows? No, I think it'd be like awesome. this life's taken me in so many directions. I don't, I don't put a past. <laughs> like you know what I mean? <laughs> For sure. I mean, literally, it has. I mean, now I'm sitting on a coffee business. I have a podcast. I was having a comedy show in LA. We're gonna restart that. So I travel, well, I collab. My coffee has collabed with a local brewery here in Vegas, and now we're releasing our third beer in December um, called Jolly AF. It's going to be an imperial stout with my coffee in it. Fucking dope. Well, I wanted um, to ask making you. Making my own bottle of wine. Huh? Like, like I wanted to ask you, how did you get it? Like, like how did you, especially the, for both coffee and podcasting, how did you kind of get into those? The coffee, I was smoking a joint on a Sunday morning or something like that, having a cup of coffee from this one distributor that I know, and because he sent me a bunch, and I really liked the coffee. It was like one of my favorites, and you know, it, like I just came up with the idea. I was like, I should really have my own coffee brand. Should I put my name on something like that? And so while I was smoking the joint, I gave him a call, and we came up with the idea, and I did High AF Cafe or coffee just because. Um, Eventually, I like to have a cafe. It'll be kind of cool, something like Amsterdam-ish. Yeah. But anyway, um, it also stands for high altitude for coffee. It was a slick way of getting Alexis Fox initials into the coffee title without offsetting mainstream too much. Smooth. Um, and it's just a fun play on words. High AF coffee, like whatever. It's just fun. Uh, we'll see where it goes from there. And um, it's not infused or anything like that. We just added. We just added hot chocolate as well. Oh, nice. There's a lot of different flavors that are out there. Dark roast, medium roast, light roast, Costa, from Costa Rica, Peru, Nicaragua. Um, we have the blends like Sumatra. We have my light, my, my signature AJ blends that everybody seems to really love too. So it's just like, and I love coffee. And I like, I started loving coffee after I was traveling all over. Because sometimes some places, have, some countries have some shitty ass fucking coffee. No joke. Yeah. <laughs> and then some other places you go... Yeah, like I actually literally know where. Like, okay, if I'm going there, I'll just carry a bag of my coffee really? just in case. Yeah, yeah, because I've had some bad shit. I'm like, oh god, oh my god, how will I survive? <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, I I learned some favorite places that I love to have coffee. You know, I also like I don't know. So that kind of like spot like the traveling part. You know, kind of sparked the coffee kind of kind of story. Plus, um, yeah, I've been to coffee tastings, all kinds of stuff. Um, it's just really interesting. Um, so that's how the coffee started. And then the coffee turned into, I ended up like, oh, and then I had a comic who reached out to me and said, hey, do you want to have a comedy show? And I was like, yeah, let's fucking do it. And we called it High, High as Fox Show. Kind of go with the coffee, kind of go with the whole branding. The High as Fox, the High as Fox Show, all that jazz. High AF, it just kind of goes all with the same branding. And... 
Um, so we started doing, I started hosting the comedy show in LA, then the pandemic hit, and then we took that comedy show, me and my best friend, which is also my business partner, Webmaster Joe, um, we made that into a podcast because what else were we going to fucking do? Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, that was like another branch off of what we decided to do. And him and I were funny. Like, it should, we just, we definitely have that like brother and sister. Like, I totally annoy the fuck out of him. He's totally judging me the entire time. And I love it. And it's cool. That's how I know he's a good person. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't let me get away with shit. But, um, yeah, so we just turned, turned it in, and then, you know, people wanted to venture out of their house and do different things, so once in a while, we would have, you know, a visitor in town, and they would jump on our podcast, and I got to learn a lot of really cool things about people that I never knew anything about, and it just kind of really just all, like, kind of happened, and I really enjoyed doing it. Like, yeah. I definitely was nervous, wasn't really, you know, and I'm still learning, like, podcasting and, and becoming a lot better at it. I've just... Um, but you know, like, Hey, at anything, it takes time. It takes practice. It takes, you know, it takes time, but I get, you know, I get a little stoned while, while we have it. Sometimes my guests do, or, you know, if we, or if I got a new beer, we're crack, you know, I want to promote, I'll crack open a beer with my guest, you know, it's not required and no one's required to drink smoke or do any of those things. It's totally not. I don't care. Right. Sometimes I take my mushrooms and do the podcast. It's fucking great. No, but that's, and I, I always like. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome because I like asking other people who do it because I think a lot of times people think oh like uh, you know it's awesome that people love podcasts and are fans just like I'm I'm a fan of them first and foremost but it's like no nah, it takes like like you said practice and effort to like get good at it you know what I mean it doesn't I think people think you just have a couple mics and you just go and that's how you do it but like to really be good like you do like you said you're it's always learning and and it's always funny when I see people who start it and then they're like oh we don't we don't sound like Joe Rogan or something I'm like no it's not it's not not like that you don't just you don't just do that <laughs> yeah it doesn't Oh my god, no, come on. No one no one starts out perfect on any fucking thing. Exactly. Don't even don't even front. Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no one. It's through failure that you learn. I'm sorry. Like I, well, I'm not even sorry. Fuck that shit. It's through failing, it's through like trial and error, it's through just fucking that's how you grow. I mean, it's gonna be a little uncomfortable at times. That's how fucking things do it, you know? Like no. get over it, pussy. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Honestly. I, I I get shy. I get embarrassed. I mean, I can remember the first time I ever hosted the comedy show. Jesus, the back of my knees were sweating and my quads were shaking from nerves and I stuttered and I mispronounced names. <laughs> That's just how it fucking happened. But it was a great show. So and it kept going. I love Will that Will that probably happen again when, when we restart? Yeah, I'm going to probably be nervous as fuck. You know, being on stage is completely different than being on camera, people. It's totally different. You're in a room, so what if I'm naked fucking? And I don't really give a sh- two shits about that. I can fuck in front of people, no problem. But, like, it's different when you are really, like, you are the, the maestro of an orchestra. And, mm-hmm. you know, people are stoned to begin with, so not everybody laughs out loud. Right. <laughs> Some people, we laugh in our head. Um, and the light is on you. They are there at attention to listen to the fucking sweat drip off your forehead and the words roll out of your fucking mouth so it's a lot of fucking pressure and it's live there's no like hey can we cut can we uh we do that you know i kind of messed up like there's no no like you stutter you trip over your words you mispronounce names it's live there is no going back or erasing that shit like it's there and that's part of the thrill like i've never felt the adrenaline when the show was over, like I felt like that, like not even skydiving gave me the adrenaline. Like I felt a lot of adrenaline. Don't get me wrong. It was, fucking, yeah. it was fucking dope as fuck. Like I wasn't nervous. I was in another calm situation that I was just like, ah, and then all the adrenaline hits me. You're like, oh my God, that was dope. I like almost got a heart on. So <laughs> yeah, like it gives you awesome. a heart on. You're just like, oh my God, that was fucking amazing. And this is why people do this, you know? Right. And that is the thrill of having the live show. Um, now with the podcast, it's like, I, I can feel it. Like, you know, you have good podcasts and you have ones that are like, eh, you know, we can probably do right, them next right. I'm, I'm so glad. And you sometimes s- I just get stoned. So I'm asking questions in my head. I'm just not saying them. So that's always fun. No, exactly. Cause I, <laughs> it's so, I'm glad you're saying it because it's a weird thing that I think you can describe until you like do it. Because I think people kind of understand, yeah. uh, they can not 
they don't know it, but they understand a little bit better, like, on stage. But with podcasting, it is that thing of, like, you can feel when you are, like, just clicking with that guest or with your co-host. And you can feel when it's, like, a little bit off and, like, you're like, ah, I kind of fumbled that. And sometimes you fumble, like, you think you're doing way worse in your head than, like, like no one knows, like, how much. So you're like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have done that. But it's just, like, it's, yeah. a, it's a different kind of a thing, like... Like that, I, I, that I don't think people talk about enough. Like it is like a, like an adrenaline rush. Yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. And like, and, and also the thing is, like sometimes I don't know if people just blowing smoke up my ass, saying, "Oh yeah, you did a great job," just because you know, oh, it went for thought. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm always like, tell me the fucking truth. I know that, that sucks. <laughs> tell me the truth, man. Don't fucking lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's always yeah, don't I'm... blow smoke up people's asses. Just be no. honest. Oh, no, it, the only way we can improve because it's weird. I get it. Like I tell people, there's ways to say it. I guess, like you know, not every some people oh, yeah. you know, like you're close with, you could be like, yo, that was terrible. Like you're the worst. But like some people, like if you're not, <laughs> you know what I mean. If you're not comfortable, but like they're not going to get better or like they'll appreciate it. They're Maybe never going to improve. Yeah, because yeah, even me sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, you know, family is like the toughest critic. When I do these, and they're like, ah oh, man, I don't know, or this or that. And at first, I'm like, ah. <laughs> You know, no, well, you don't know what it's like, or you don't know what I was thinking. I was meaning this, but then later on, I'm like, nah, it's good because it makes me keep striving. I'm not just like complacent. Right, exactly. Exactly, exactly. You're seedling, you're, you're a seed that turns into a seedling, and now you're trying to grow those leaves and flowers yeah. and everything else. I, I think it's really awesome because I love when people like can hear like someone like you say that because they'll think, well, hey, you we're in the Air Force. You've traveled everywhere. You've swam with sharks. You know, you've been doing, you've done things on camera that most people never would do. So they don't get, so then they think, well, then you must not be, sure. you don't get nervous, like doing a live show or doing a podcast. But like, it's different. Like there's different kinds it's of different. comfort, you know? Yeah, it's totally different. Totally different. You know, each of those things are different. A podcast is different than being on stage. Being on stage is different than being on set. And just because you're comfortable with one thing doesn't mean you're going to be comfortable with all. And anytime you're learning anything new, there's always going to be that little, okay, you know, but the fact of the matter, just keep on doing it. Keep on doing it. You're going to get better. Like people with practice get better. People that don't practice don't. They stay stagnant. So keep your life moving forward. Don't move sideways. Don't move backwards. Keep it moving forward like a frog. Love it. Love it. Love it. (laughs) So let me, let me, you know, this has been awesome, but I guess the two part first is like, what do you have coming out next? And also then followed by where can everyone find where to see, you know, from the, to get the coffee, to the, listen to the podcast, to just to see all things Alexis Fox. Yeah. Okay. So let's see, what are we coming out next? So like I said, we're coming out with the new beer, Jolly AF. So right now we had Cheers to Breakfast, which you can still find at Astronomy Elberks on tap here in Las Vegas. It's an awesome local brewery, so go check them out. Yeah. Um, tell them Alexis Fox sent you. <laughs> um, and then uh, our second one was um, in October, and that was a Blondale that was like a, a pumpkin pumpkin latte with like my coffee in it and pumpkin spices. It was actually really, really super awesome. It was really good. That one did really well as well. And our third one is coming out December 10th. Um, it'll be on tap at Corey's and Astronomy Oilworks. It is a, it's a Jolly AF. That's an Imperial Stout with coffee and orange spices. And Ooh. I tried it right, I tried it like fresh. It's fucking delicious. It's one of those beers that it's good. It's so good that you're gonna have more than you should, and it's nine percent alcohol. So that was, that's it's like, my favorite. Come with a driver. Come with a DD. That's my come favorite. Come with a DD or take an Uber home. It oh, is man. really fucking good, dude. I love oh, those. Fly in December. It's December tenth. Come in, come in and try it. I got to. I got um, to. I love those. That that's my kind of like that high high percentage of alcohol but like it you, you forget about it like you're just like yeah I'll, i can do three of those and then it's like wait a minute <laughs> it was so good i'm not even kidding because like sometimes like you know certain heavy darker beers or whatever like that are heavy and you're like oh man i can only have one of these like guinness like i could 
I could definitely drink two Guinnesses, maybe. I don't know. I used to be able to in college, but like, <laughs> but the Guinness is heavy. Like, you feel like you had dinner, right? right. Oh, for like, sure. Whatever. It's a meal. And you're like, okay, one is good, and I'm done. Well, this one, like, it's it's it doesn't have that heavy feeling, so it's like, oh, I can have another one, and all of a sudden you're gonna be fucked up. <laughs> so That's be careful, right. be responsible. That's true, if you yeah. cut, like. Anytime anybody drinks, please be responsible. Absolutely. But uh, so we have that coming out. I'm doing, I bought a barrel. And so I'm making a Melbeck. It's 100% Melbeck grapes from South Africa. And I think I'm bottling that in May, which is going to be really, what's going to be really cool about this bottle of wine is that it's going to have its own particular label on it. And, and it's not something you can drink right away. So you're going to want to set it back. So if, you know, if you get lucky enough to be gifted one of these exclusive 200 and one of these 240 bottles of wine because that's all it's made out of it wow um hold on to it because you just imagine drinking that in 10 15 20 30 years from now wow i you know in 40 years from now hell yeah. i might not who knows I, I think i'll be still around in 40 years but you know yeah <laughs> i hope so so i might not be performing then but <laughs> <laughs> you never know you never Honestly, know. we'll be in my farm in Costa Rica, but fuck it. You never know. Like, whatever. I'm up for anything. So um, only 240 bottles are going to be made. Wow. Yeah. So it's going to be very exclusive. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that. So that's exciting. And um, so those things are kind of like my offshoot things are coming out. Um, you know, contract with browsers. So, you know, that's where all my scenes are. There are, you know, it, all the umbrella that browsers offers, you know, the reality kings, babes, twisties, all that stuff. So yeah. that's all there. Um, let's see. Um, and yeah, so, and I'm always creating brand new content, always on my OnlyFans, which is uh, foxfans.com. Um, if you know, sexting is your thing, um, sext AF, um, S E X T A F dot com is there. I'm gonna, oh, you know what? I just recently did, I just worked on my first calendar. Oh, okay, oh, I might need to make a phone call, but I, um, <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot, I'm very busy, I gotta write these for down. Um, I just worked on my very first calendar ever, ever. How was that? Before. It was one of my biggest projects I ever worked on put together, and I did a very unique calendar in the sense that it's not just a bunch of pictures of me in a bathing suit or lingerie it's it's gonna and it's not super themey it's like i'm not dressed in a santa suit or you know a cupid or any of that bullshit it's more on a zodiac horoscope type of theme so taking like what like my my version of capricorn aries sagittarius you know cancer all that stuff so it's going to have a very unique look and vibe, and we're going to be able to do a lot of good merch with that, such as, you know, when Capricorn gets released, I'll release a Capricorn t-shirt, poster, this, that, and the other. Because they're very unique artistic photos. They're they're safe for work. The calendar is safe for work. So the, And it's also very good. Even women will like it. Like, it's not just geared towards men. It's geared towards anybody that has a really cool imagination and likes really neat stuff. And they're very artistic artistic photos that's Not, nothing that is like it's nothing that i think you've ever seen before no. which is going to be really unique so that's got to get it set up i've got to get my um pre-sale up there that's going to be on fox shop fox shop. so we're working okay. on that and getting that all yeah we're getting that all worked out now for the coffee please support my coffee i yes. love that i love all the support my coffee if you're local in vegas you can find my coffee at Corey's which is my favorite local spot. I okay. love going there. It's all my peeps. Um, and that's where we have our events when we release our beers and stuff like that. So I definitely want to give them props. Okay. But if you are out of town, obviously, um, we're on the internet. It's high, H-I-G-H, okay. dot com. And uh, I'm sure my PR can give you all the links and stuff like that as yeah. well, just in case. Yeah, we but, definitely um, want to promote so that. So high AF, yeah. Yeah, and if you got a coffee shop or you have a shop and you want to get my coffee in your shop, hook, let me know. I'll totally do, totally give you guys good direct sales. So yeah. I handle all of that. So when you do order your coffee, my hands have touched that bag. I have put packaged myself, <laughs> and I have written, handwritten you a thank you note. So it, I don't have a lot of people working for me to do it. It's just me and my business partner that does it at this point in time, which is good. Like I can always, I can always move up. I'm not not afraid of that right. um but just know I'm, I'm very part of my businesses so yeah your hands you on something for me you know it's actually it's really legit coming for me 
Uh, I got Fox merch. You can buy all my used panties and dirty socks and all those things that you'd love to smell and rub all over yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we're actually redoing that site a little bit, and we're going to be uploading a bunch of new stuff this week. Um, next week or whatever. But um, I've just got a really crazy schedule. It's holidays, too. Well, you know yeah, I mean? true. And yeah, yeah. No. And uh, yeah, be looking for all my new scenes. I've been shooting a lot of DP and anal scenes for browsers. So be on the lookout. Give them high ratings. Will <laughs> do that you love for them. sure. Um, and all those things. I think that's it. Oh, Instagram's uh, Alexis Fox Live. Twitter is Alexis Fox. That's F A W X guys. Gotcha. Uh, just keep that in mind. And um, yeah, I think that's about it. No, well, I think the honest truth is, you're right. The holidays, yeah. but you're. You're so busy because the truth is, and from hearing you talk even more, it's, yeah, like, it's, you, I, it's cool that you say you understand why people say, you know, porn star or adult industry, but the truth is you're an artist and a renaissance woman, and that's really just incredible and so awesome, and it's really inspiring that you're living your, hate to use that, but you are living your best life, and you're, you're trying so many different things, and you're just really getting all these experiences and growing each and every day. That's so awesome. Thank you. And thank you for calling me an artist. I really appreciate that. Oh, no. It's, <laughs> it's the truth. It's, it's honestly the truth. Like that is, you are all around artists. Like, and it's just, it's so cool and inspiring. Like you don't just, you're, you're not just good at one thing. You're great at a lot of things. So that's so cool. Oh, thank you. No. So, wait, hold on, I'm on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> but, My friend's coming down the steps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so really cool. Yeah, I got, I got a house. I got, I got, I got two dogs. I got a rabbit. My, my, my good friend from Miami, which I haven't seen in years, I hung out with the other. Actually, came awesome. into town for Thanksgiving, so that's really awesome. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got two dogs. Yeah, her name's Cat. So I got two dogs. I got a cat and a rat. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've got, I've got a madhouse over here. But no. um, thank well, you so much for, for having me today. I appreciate it. No, thank you for coming on. And I definitely, whenever you want to come on again, and, and I'd be loved because there's probably, there's so much more to talk to you about because you, you do it all. So it, it's just awesome. But I really appreciate you coming on after our sessions. Thank you. Thank you, D Rock. Thank you so much. No doubt. Yay. Yes. <laughs> yes. And for the amazing Alexis Fox, I am D Rock. Thank you guys for listening to After Hour Sessions. Take care. Thank you.